The Damaged Goods Podcast. Yeah, yeah that was a... Fish like you a, out. That was like a stinger. A stinger. You got to, you know, be careful sometimes when you give dafts to certain people, they're going to come with that, that, that strong hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sure. strong hand. Or we long had, fingernails. Dude, I, I was about to say, you and I have a, a mutual acquaintance, so I were main nameless <laughs> on the podcast. Uh-huh. I'll say it afterwards. That has excruciating notoriously long it's a motherfucker's wolverine it's a wolverine depth so sure. yo dude, you before we learn the the smart move of, of pounds like he would go for the dap we'd throw the pound out which uh, yeah some people might take as disrespect that's, that's the strategy right but there. yo man no otherwise disrespect. not only did he hit you with a hard dap you would clenched it yeah he clenched like, it in yes. tight so he's digging the this nails like your, bl- your blood blood brothers after that yo dude exactly and like that's not cool for a lot of reasons and like dude my hand will be like purpley red and like stingy and like right. oh man just open God skin damn. how do you tell somebody yo clip your fucking nails dog yeah. clip your nails it's a hard one to breach i like when someone has bad breath what i'll do is i'll i'll put some gum in and then we're like, well, you want yo, some gum yeah, offer that and like nine times out of ten they take it i was with another different friend of ours who has notoriously bad breath we, that's not saying a lot for our boys but uh <laughs> i pulled that move with him and he didn't he's like nah i'm good fam i'm like damn that's he won't take the gum <laughs> take it fool you sure it's no just really yeah, good no dude. just it's for you bro it's, it's tough it's tough especially like if you're doing music with motherfuckers and you're like in the booth. Close quarters, like back in the day when you could do that. Yeah, be yeah. close quarters. Dude, like on a mic in the booth, if we're changing, like taking turns and that, now I got to... Yo, how good are masks now these days, though? Yeah. In, in that circumstance. Yeah. But you, you know? can't like rap with a mask on, could you? I think you can rap with the right mask really? on. You can get the right I mask. I see people podcast and do radio shows with them on, and like you can almost hear it. But like I'm just saying, like you can't be a singer, probably. Mm. You can't be hitting those... Yeah, it'll obstruct maybe a little bit, but a little uh, bit. it takes some getting used to. I, I imagine. I thought you were going to wear the sunglasses for a second. I was going to, but I... Guess you know, with sunglasses. I got to commit to the whole thing, I think. Yeah, it's powerful. We, yeah. we we also... Um, we, I say we, my guest on Damage Goods today is a, is a great friend of mine, DJ extraordinaire, a producer, a video wall master, touring vet, my man SB the DJ. Hey, Special what up, dog? Blend. What up, dog? And, Special Blend and I have, have been friends for a long time. We've been roommates at certain points when we were younger in Boston. We have a friend, a roommate, right? Yes. Who's a wild dude. Who's yes. a party-ass motherfucker. Actually, he's been on this podcast. My man's James Deese. JB. James Deese. JB's been on here. The homie. And there was a time, I think we were all in the living room. Not all, but me, Blend, and our other boy. And we're probably, like, I don't know, in the morning. Probably a little blaze watching something. And he comes back. From what I presume was like an all night bender with with uh, so he opens the door to our first like the floor of our, our house, and he steps in and he's definitely kind of still hammered and he's got sunglasses on for sure and he says I don't know something to the effect of Hey guys, I brought some guests with sunglasses and so he holds the door open and like two of his boys who we don't know <laughs> come in also with sunglasses on looking like they've been up Out all, all night. night and we're like just waking up. You know, groggy, like whatever, and like, and they just proceeded to sit on the couch, and they looked like they're having a blast. It, it just sunglasses hard. I didn't want to see them without the sunglasses. They looked relieved to sit yeah. after where they ever, wherever they just came from. Their glasses must have been. I think when you wear sunglasses like inside and shit, people either assume you're like hungover, fucked up, or or you're full of yourself. Just you know? on one. Either way, on you, you know, dudes in the clubs at one point were yeah. like wearing sunglasses inside. Like, yeah. How can you in the see, dark? Dog? Yeah, I, I can't see them without them. I would trip over something, bro. How embarrassing would you be in the club to trip because uh, of that? It yeah. still happens, regardless. It does, man. It does. Oh man. So, but yeah, special blend did not go sunglasses today. It's not cool. today, nah. Hey, man, you gotta take them off. Sometimes it's like, just sometimes if I wear them for too much, like I get like marks on the face or my ears, the headache a little bit. Yeah, if the tight, if the whatever the things are, I don't even know what those are called. The side parts. Yeah, if they're too tight, dude, they're like digging your shit. Then if they're too loose, they slide on your nose. You look like a college professor. I haven't cut my hair, so I got a little like leverage when I put stuff on to hold behind the ear. You know, a little froey. So this helps with with the sunglass. Do you ever do you ever get your hair cut on tour? No. Well, I used to. I just don't cut it. Yeah, period. Let it grow. Let it Straight grow. up. Beard. All nothing. That. You never even like behind the ears. You know nothing. I started growing the, the sides out a couple of years ago. I always yeah, had the you, sides Under the shaved. dreads, you used to keep it pretty short. Yeah, I used to shave the sides, and I started growing them out like two years ago. And now, just uh, 
just because I wanted to, f- I felt like I was losing it. I'm like, lo- you know, going a little bald up here. Well, welcome the to the club, bro. You know, I'm getting old. So I just <laughs> well, was like, shit. You look straight, dude. From, yeah, from but my I'm, perspective, you look well, I had, good. My hair used to be longer in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to, it, down at the back now, I started losing dreads, you know, in the line of work that I do, you know, putting heavy coils yeah, on your shoulder yeah. and then you slide it off and oh, there goes a dread. So. Yeah. So, you know, I felt like I was losing them one day and I was felt I was getting bald. So I just started to grow <laughs> it all out. And then, uh, you know, I'm just going to grow with that. Just grow it. Dude, you, you know? got to, you got to. I remember like when I had like some years ago, a few years ago, when I had the long hair like below my shoulders or at my shoulders, Yeah. I would, it would be like slick back, but sometimes I'd have to put it in like a ponytail depending on what I was doing. If I was like surfing or yeah, yeah. even was hot out or even yeah. on stage. Yeah, I keep it up. And then at one point I was like, I, what do I have it back? And I'm like, I wonder, is it making me look bald? Cause I'm, well, I'm, I'm pulling, pulling it back, back all the time. and it's like, when my hair is longer, it clumps together more, yeah. you know? So like, it would look almost like I was bald, right? Yeah. So I cut it short and then I was like, man, I probably didn't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I had at least another eight to 12 yeah, months in me know, and fuck, it was an it, optical illusion. Now right. it's definitely like thinning, but it was just cause I was Pulling it back with so much weight, you know? The uh-huh. hair was so long. Maybe just showing a little bit more. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe it's just the illusion of having more in one area than the other. Yeah. Too. I think, like, for me, like, getting my hair cut on tour, uh, I've never done it because I only let, like, a few people cut my hair. It's my, my barber in L.A., mm-hmm. my boy who's a barber in New York who used to cut my hair in Boston, mm-hmm. and then my other boy in Boston who has a shop, my man Joey Politics, or my girl who's a hairdresser, so she can fill in, you know? I like the... Latest choice. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's a, that's a cost-effective one. Right. I can get it done in the right. crib. For sure. Except it's different, like, you know, when it's your girl versus your boy because a barber is like a, you know what it's like. You go to the barber shop. It's like, yeah, a, it's like, a it's like therapy. Type, and yeah. You can let loose. And when it's your girl, maybe she's busy or she's not, you know, right. she's not going to be as gentle with my ears right. when you fold she it over. Right, pissed you know? at you for or, leaving on, dishes move, in the move, sink and like, come yeah. yeah. I have... I have real... This is the weirdest thing I'll share ever on the podcast. My ears are mad hard. Hard? Yeah, <laughs> You have hard ears? So so there's a thing. The smaller the person's earlobe, uh-huh. the harder the cartilage is on their ear, right? Okay. So I have very small earlobes. My cartilage is hard. So like, you know when you go to the barber shop and they kind of have to fold it over to cut behind your, your ear? Uh-huh. Usually my, I tell my barbers and they're pretty cool and they're gentle. My girl just fold that shit like a piece of paper. Well, that shit hurts? Oh, it when kills, you do that? bro. You really? Know what they do? Like this a little bit. Really? Yeah, man. I don't know what it is, but it's always... Like, always been sensitive because uh, I have little ass earlobes. Like, dude, if you uh, look, my earlobe goes like, right into my fucking neck. Piece. What do I? What do, I don't even. I think yours look moderate. Moderate? They're okay. not big earlobes. And hey, yo, the bigger the earlobe, like, if my, my Polish grandfather, he had some big ass earlobes. His ears were like these soft, floppy elephant ears, you know? Uh-huh. Because he had big ones. I think yours look like moderate to average, I'd so say. So, in a fighting scenario, if you were Touch to take someone, one. Yeah. If you were to take, you know, boxing or something, you take it to the ear. Does that hurt you? Punched in the uh, ear? Not just like this. I've never been punched in my ear, but it's, it's would the, it hurt more? That's a good question. I mean, for me, it's the folding because I, but I've never been like hit in the ear. But that probably would hurt. Yeah, I could imagine. Sensitive area. Yeah, I mean, ears just in general. All well, that. I shit. mean, I could fold my shit all day. See, yeah, yours look shit, pretty soft. Like, and that doesn't hurt me at all. Oh man, yeah. On the road of like getting a haircut, it's tough to trust somebody. So I'll be on tours, and just. Six week tour, uh, get the shortest cut I can before, and just, and just the last two and a half weeks is hats. Let it go, mad hats. Just, and, and my shit looks crazy. All my haircuts have been like in the bathroom anyway. It's like I just trim my shit. Yeah, and well, I got like dreads. I got dreads. Point, yeah, is, so becomes, I just twist my shit up and yeah. like. I, it's what do you very say? Minimal. It becomes uh, like lower maintenance. Lower maintenance in certain areas. I wash yeah. it and keep it clean. That when way. I had long hair, dude, I went to the barber once every two and a half months just to clean up. Like around my ear or in like yeah. lift, you would lift my hair up and do the back of my neck. Yeah, back that of was the it. neck. I could it use some back of the neck shit. attention. I'm but like, I'll do my girl do my shit, and like I'll even like line her shit up when her hair's short, you know, yeah. or like line my homies shit up. Right, right. I know people who do their own, but that's like next level. I can't do that. You got to get a mirror. Yeah, and the Andes. And yeah, I, don't wanna, I mean, I just kind of guess. I just feel it. Don't f- if, if I, I do it at all, it's like I, I don't want to fuck it up. And I then just, you just fuck it. You know, who's you looking just, at the back of my neck? That's true, especially when your dreads are down. Especially when you See, look like this on the front. 
You know, who wants to lose looking back? By the back of my neck, if I don't cut it after like a month, it starts looking like Teen Wolf 2 with yeah. Mike, uh, Jason Bateman. Like, because my hair will still be short and then like down here at the bottom. You know what? I use all that shit to my advantage, though. You know, sometimes yeah. I'm in some rougher areas. Yeah, hey, dude, I can't looking look clean too pretty. cut doesn't yeah, always yeah, work yeah, out. Yeah, can't look too pretty when I'm walking through the fucking. That's true. The, the tenderloin in Frisco. San Francisco. Dude, yeah, the tenderloin. And it's, for anybody who doesn't know, in San Francisco, there's this Tenderloin district, and there's a, a venue there, the Warfield, right? Uh-huh. Which there's is a couple venues. Yeah, there's there. a few venues there, and it's you know, how would you describe the Tenderloin? Tenderloin is like a very free area for uh, drug use, um, a lot of homelessness, which yeah. is probably not, maybe not everybody's fault down there, but it's it's a thing. Uh, prostitution, a lot of prostitution, um, a lot of all gender prostitution. Yeah, uh, a lot of characters down there. It's it's definitely it can be entertaining and shit. It can be very and, entertaining, uh, but it can also be a nuisance, a if hazard. You're working, if there's it's, you know both of those there might, you might see tour. needles on the ground. You might you know have to work amongst you know a popular corner for certain activity. I've, uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of, just in doing shows in San Francisco in general. Yeah, it's just surprising, <laughs> you know, if you don't see that every day and then you all of a sudden, you know, it's it ceases to be a story on the news and you're walking through it. Yeah, and I think with Frisco, the weird thing is, is I've been going to San Francisco since like the 90s and both my parents actually used to live there uh, before they knew each other just randomly. Yeah. But it's a very rich City, it's Very the rich. first or second most expensive city in the yeah, country. You have all this tech shit, yeah, and then you have like rampant homelessness, right? And and a lot of like, a lot of people describe it not just like homelessness, but like an aggressive element to people that may or may not even be homeless, just people on the street. Like a, I don't know, man. There's just like I've seen I've seen people throw human shit at other people in Frisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you'll yeah. see shit like that on the street. You'll right. see like, I mean, we were doing a show at the Bill Graham Auditorium, which is. Right it's, there. It's, yeah, in that same area. It's, but it's yeah. also by like some of the like city buildings, like government yeah, buildings. Yeah, it's right next to city dude, hall. I'm in the, I'm in right the merch the truck. Street. I had to push a dude out of the merch truck, that like a random street dude, like looked like a crazy dude. He climbed up the back. Mm-hmm. He was looking in. He climbed up into the thing. I had to push him off. I'm like, get the, right. get the fuck out of the merch truck. Like, crazy right. shit. You're like pushing carts and shit yeah, around. Yeah, trying to push road cases, crazy. trying to load out. And then we got Bob the Bum it's crazy. at the loading dock. Yeah, and it's just weird though that it's in a city with so much wealth in some regards, yeah. and then this and it's, it's just like Gotham City, basically. Very if you uh, could imagine polarized, yeah, yeah. It, like extremely rich and yeah. very poor. Everything from rich buildings and corporations down to the dirt, poor, homeless, and it's, yeah. I was uh, one time we did a show city, in though. the Tenderloin, and uh, it was after the show, and I was pushing some stuff to a, our trailer um, that was like parked on. On the side street, not because they didn't really have a big lot for more than a couple trucks, right? Right. So I'm pushing some like merch there at the end. One or two. And uh, one of uh, like the guitar techs on, on one of the other bands, he's like a legendary guitar tech, cool ass motherfucker, party animal, fun dude. Mm. <clears throat> he he sees me opening the truck and putting some stuff in there, so he comes in, he looks around, he like breaks out a little thing, does like a bump, a blow, and he's like, he's, he's, you, you're cool. If I just like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm just putting stuff away. He's like. You want one of these? I'm like, nah, fuck it. All right, whatever. And he's like, when are you done? I was like, I'm done now. This is my last thing. You know, I was just putting this in the key. He's like, let's like walk around here and go to a bar. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know any bars around here? He's like, yo, it's, yeah, of course, man. We're at this gay bar right over there. We'll go to this gay <laughs> bar. I was like, okay, why do you want to go here? He's like, yo, trust me, Jake. This is the move, young Jake Storino. He goes, we're going to go in there, let these dudes talk it up to us, buy us a few drinks, and then we leave. I was like, that seems like <laughs> I, I'm down to pay for some drinks of my own. Like, yeah, that seems yeah, like a wild yeah, mission, man. Yeah. He's like, no, no, dude, I've done it here before many times. Trust me, it's foolproof, dude. We just like shut up and shoot the shit with us. We joke around, get a couple of drinks, and we're out. I just seems like strategy. Yeah, and it's, he wasn't like a dude hurting for for, for beer money or like you know what I'm saying. I'm right. sure he could afford a couple. We could hit the bus for free drinks. Right. I think he liked the. Uh, Adventure the of rush it all. of yeah, but I, I I passed on that. I was like, you know what? I'm yeah. I'm just gonna lock up the trailer and do what do I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that seems <laughs> like oh, you know, you could get it over your head. Who knows, man? You know, <laughs> one would disagree. I guess. That's, yeah, that's I a little would, too risky. Yeah, it just seems like too much, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like the scene in um, Bronx Tale when those bikers start talking shit at the bar, mm-hmm. and then the guys they go and lock the door. They're like, "Now nah, you just can't leave." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I don't want to. I don't want to be, in, like, be none of that scenario. Anywhere, nah, man. 
Especially not a gay bar. Yeah. So like, you know, you and I and yes. a lot of people we know uh, who work in the live music realm are uh -huh. suffering from the inability to tour right now. I think Yo. we would both be on the road, right? I'd be gone. I'd be this gone. This podcast would never happen. See, I would be doing the podcast from hotel rooms or the tour bus. Yeah. But uh, in the interim, you know, you're a creative dude. I'm a creative dude. We've always been doing music and things together. Yes, sir. What have you been doing to kind of, because that's like, not only is it one of you, like, you know, our, your main jobs and my main jobs, but it's also something that takes up a lot of time, right? Being Absolutely. gone, doing. So what have you been doing in the meantime? Oh, I should also say that Special Blend and I uh, mutually we're are both on Dash Radio, different shows. So Blend has a radio show too. Yes, and, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, what have you been doing? Kind of like. Well, um, I put my love of trucks and my love of DJ gear uh, together. Awesome. Symbiotic relationship. I've created a DJ truck on my Ram. That's incredible. Fifteen hundred. So yeah, I I invested and bought some things. I bought a rack for it so I can set up my turntables on top actually it's just one turntable one mixer <clears throat> so and i set it up in a way that i can travel and set up anywhere and dj mobile so mobile mobile as fuck it's incredible it'll set up too if anyone goes on like go to you know sb's uh, uh instagram, instagram at yeah. sb the dj or go to mine at j the s you'll see video and photos of it it's an incredibly ill setup i love it I mean, dude, just the truck alone is like bad as fuck. It I just looks so. so gnarly and gangster is ill, dude. Yeah. It's like It's a Ram know. Rebel, fifteen hundred Ram Rebel, yeah. twenty nineteen. Excuse me. Yeah, no, get up, go for it. And uh got some additions on it, got some lights, some rock lights underneath. And, Which is uh, dope when you're DJing and when it gets dark at night too, because then you yeah, get like like we were in Hollywood last night and uh Blaine was DJing and it was dark and so the lights underneath the truck, some of the people were coming by obviously geeking off the music, but mm -hmm. some dudes when they saw the lights or people saw the lights underneath were extra geeked, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean what's not to like, you know what I'm saying? The dude, music's dope. It's you the craziest thing is like I can't say I've ever seen it. Right. There's rarely things in this world that are firsts or they're like modifications as such. Agreed. I'm sure during some like big ass parade, there's been a DJ on a slow float. Sure. But this is a fucking your own vehicle. My vehicle. You made a sick setup in the back. It's simple, super it's, simple. It's, it's you know dude, the setup time is probably what twenty. Twenty minutes, minutes you know. Just pretty quick. much me, you know. Yeah. Plugging stuff in and it's uh just designed so I don't have to do much. You know, because the last thing I want to do is set shit up, yeah, and then, that's what and then, and then break shit time. down, yeah. So all that time spent is, to me, I'm over it. So yeah. make it easy. Speakers mount on the sides. I got a generator for power, so Dude. I don't have to run off the truck or a plug. It's COVID friendly. I don't have to like go into your business or yeah. anything. I just roll you up to wherever. No power source. I just need a parking spot and people to understand that it's gonna be loud, but it's gonna be good. Yo, the, the the illest thing is it actually sounds good. Like the speakers don't sound like shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got like, quality stuff dude, up there. You, you know go to I mean? like Venice Beach or Times Square or something, you see the dudes who have the little, the little like speaker Bluetooth joints for their shit. guitars yeah, yeah, yeah. or rapping or whatever they're doing, singing. Yeah. 99% of the time, those things sound terrible. Yeah, I it's mean. It's a dinky thing. It's it, cool, but. I, yeah, I respect. I respect what respect you're trying the to do, hustle, but it sounds like you know, shit. What it ain't, and, what I can do. And no, not only did like most of the time you just kind of people would tend to walk by that and just dismiss it, or like maybe someone's got a hat out if that's what it is. Right. But it sounds shitty, so I don't even want to stick around, even if I like the songs you're playing or whatever, or you know. Right. But it just looks like another dude standing there. Like right. your shit is like a spectacle from afar. You see this big ass already a big ass badass big ass truck, truck yeah, regardless yeah. of the DJ shit. Yeah. Then you see this motherfucker standing in the bed of it yeah. on top of this platform with uh, turntables that you can see because it's if you can explain it like the, the turntables are on a bed where it's higher than the the, the roof of the truck. Yes. Yeah, so, so you can see it from afar. Ten inches higher. Yeah. Yeah. So but I'm up can, there. You can't it's not it doesn't look like you're in the back of the truck Working around, yeah. yeah. It looks um, like you're like DJ. I'm on the truck. I can see your tables, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you see it. And not only can you see it, you can hear it from far away. Oh, like, yeah. I got you know? the bass. I got two Dude. KRK 12 subs Tell in, the, in the bed, okay? So those are about 250 watts each. Not a lot of watts, but they thump, okay? And then I got the 2,000-watt K8s, QSC 8 K8s on the top. So that Dude. combined... 
you know, it's, with a good playlist. It's fucking, it's a serious system. Yeah. Like, if you're close enough to Blend's truck in a certain vicinity, it's, it's loud. It's like you're in the club. But right. even like we were testing it, or I was testing out just to hear it and see how far away I could film shit. And I'd walk like a good block to two away from you. Uh-huh. And I could hear it like faintly, but enough where it didn't sound like it was coming out of a store. Right. And it doesn't sound it's like... bigger than that. Yeah, and you know when a it's kid pulls up a in car. his car and he's just like playing his shit really loud? Yeah. It doesn't have that like muffled bassy trunk vibe. Shit, yeah. yeah, that trunk shit. The speakers shit. are not in the car. Yeah, exactly. They're, They're open, the so it doesn't right. get muffled. It, it projects. Right. And uh, you can hear it from far enough away where you're like, you're like, okay. And then if you get closer and closer, then it's like a party. Right. Then it's like, you for know, sure. yeah. Yeah. I was so saying, it was a party, man, yeah. except for that one that one incident. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, but, tell, uh, tell him about... Or, you know I want to tell him about well, it. How you, how you yeah. want to segue? We can, because, I mean, it was, it was a... It was a so uh, we got Karen. Segwayed out. You know, yeah. The 2020 is the, is the, the year of the Karen. So, you know, Venice Beach. So you got some residential areas over there, some people. Be, right by the beach, too, on like Yeah, we're in Ocean a public lab. Is mean, that what it's called? I, is that... We're over... The, in the whatever the yeah. closest on to the, the sand, beach, the basically. parking lot's on yeah. the sand. Listen, that's a you're gonna laugh at me. That's a white claw cracking. I'm watching my calories. Ruby grapefruit. Is that what it is? That's what it they is. They all taste the same to me. Yeah. Watching my figure. Go on. Anyway, <clears throat> so we're on the sand here. We're not on the sand. We're close to the sand. We're in the public parking lot, and then it's daytime. And then Karen wants to come, not even like flag me down first, or like, not even try to like get my attention or. Hey man, or like wait till there's a break in the music. He just runs right up on the back of my truck, yeah. stands on it, starts shaking his fists and shouting. And you know, after that, there's nothing he I'm listening yeah. to, nothing he can say to me that will give me any respect for anything this guy has to say. So it became what it was on the fucking uh, internet there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it, it went like it was funny because I was uh, back at the crib the, the same night, or it might have been the next day, and my girl was like, "Oh shit." Blend's video is like going viral, viral, that shit. And yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. shit. It's crazy. It was ill. Because other people were posting it too, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like other people, like yeah, bystanders had, and shit. That, and we had the Karen page pick it up. Yeah. So it was, Which is funny. I didn't even know there was such a thing. It was crazy. But um, it's too bad people love controversy and drama and shit. Yeah. That's what gets the likes. I'd like to like yeah. acknowledge that. It's it's funny. Like that. We get the likes everywhere. It's crazy. On yeah. everything. Like people love drama. They love drama or anything that's like kinda like dude, like I'll post shit about like my books or like thought provoking things that I write in the books Super or like saying some shit. Yeah, and some yeah. people like it. Uh-huh. But then I'll post a meme where like some people are laughing and some people are like that's fucked up and offensive <laughs> and that has the most likes. Yeah. The one people like reporting or random people DMing me like not funny, yeah, offensive, all that shit. And, and it happens and to get more attention, attention and everyone yeah, loves it. That's crazy. And then like I say some other shit and dudes don't you know, it's like and why is it? I mean, I see doing this shit more. I see what the people respond to and what they don't. That's why to. news stations and media like they they report uh, violent crimes, yeah, and all that bleeds, bleeds. Like drama people shit. aren't gonna look at like uh, like even if it's like a news story that hopeful shit. They one, don't want no hopeful. Or even if it's fucking, just like boring bureaucratic shit, if they yeah. can tie it into some violence or, yeah. or wild so something or, or about hate someone something. doing drugs or yeah. like. You know, some crazy shit. And then that's what then gets the likes. That's what gets like the viewing. It. It's that's everyone rubbernecking on the highway. Whatever's sensational. You drive by that car accident, everyone's Everybody's fucking stopping and look. Who got and hurt? And I've definitely done it enough, uh, but now I'm a little more now, aware of it. Yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm aware and I just I'm, keep it moving. Yeah, I'm like, you are keeping me from getting where I got to go. All you with thousand cars in front of me right. doing this are causing Yo, traffic. I've seen a car accident. I've seen a few of them. Like, I've been in some. Let's, let's go. Let's go. It's open highway. Nothing's happening on this side. Dude, Let's go. it's amazing what rubbernecking does to traffic. It's in LA, it's it's mind-boggling. Because there's accidents out here all the time. All the time. I see one almost shit, every day. I see so many yeah, reasons for it. Everywhere on though. the highway, people are dumb. Yep, little ones. Man, driving in LA is you can drive anywhere. Yeah, you can drive in LA. And LA driving is like easy. Like it's I supposed were, to be easy. Yeah, like but people make it so difficult. Well, they're for they're no not reason. good drivers, but I find if you are kind of like on point and paying attention, you can like. You have to be. You got to be on point. You have to drive with some sort of aggressiveness. Yeah, and just like being aware because people are very relaxed and out to lunch. So if you're paying attention, you can can zig and zag. Yeah, but you have to be fucking ready on on the track. When I was living in New York, like driving in Boston was, was, you know, it was, for me, it wasn't that hard. It was like, I took driving school. I learned it was easy. New York, the roads are more narrow, uh, less space, and 
the roads I thought were even worse. Like some of them, like the, the quality potholes. potholes yeah. yeah, and you really don't have any room to like zig and zag around those because right. there's going to be a car, car, a, car, a yeah. Jersey Bear. And when you're driving in the city, uh, like you can double park in New York always and get away with it for long periods of time. Long periods Dude, of time? Like hours. I've done it for Double hours. park? Double park right next street? to park cars in the street. You never get in shit for it. I've done it a lot. I, everyone does it there. But when you're driving in the city, you have to plan for it. So if you're in the you know the two lanes of a street on the right lane, right. you're going to come up to some dude's double parked and you're going to get stuck because everyone's not going to let what, you, you just in. You got to throw your hazards on and you're good? You're good, dude. I've done it for hours, bro. Really? Barber shops for hours. Nobody shit. fucks with you. Mm. But that's such a common thing that it'll fuck you up if you're driving and you get behind them and no one will let you merge out of it, you know? Right. So you got to be like zigging and zagging and pedestrians being coming out of everywhere in New York. Right. It's like a video game, dude, yeah, yeah. you know? No, it's crazy. Um, I've driven out there. I've been locked up in there in traffic oh, yeah, before. Same. Dude, you and I almost got in a crazy accident in New York. Come, I think van. going back to Boston in, in the, the van. van. You and Yo, me and That was great. I was on the FDR. Yep. On the FDR coming back from a show. It was probably like... Late. Late. One, two. Because yeah, we performed and we were driving back yeah, to Boston. Yeah, performed from... Yeah, so we're driving back. It was raining. Yep. I, I I go enter the FDR, so I dip down this on-ramp, and it curves. Yeah, tight curve. Tight curve in the rain, and I got four of these dudes, hip-hop yeah, dudes, in the, dudes. In, the, in, the, in the back. Plus equipment. Plus gear, and so I fishtailed that, the, the van. I had a Pontiac. Yes. Uh, a, what is it? Pontiac the, the train, transport minivan at that point. So I fishtailed that shit. I, that that on-ramp curved over to the right, and the, the back just slid out. Drifted. I drifted for a good fifty feet. Just missed the wall. Yeah, that Jersey barrier right yeah, there, dude. The, just Inches. missed the Jersey barrier. Fishtail that shit out. Swung it back. Didn't miss a lick. Kept Finagled it going. It, got everybody home safe. Finagled it. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, it was just like hydroplane right out on that, yeah. and then it came so close, and then just kept it. Kept it, it was going. Like the illest, <laughs> illest and scariest moment in my driving career to date. Dude, I think. Yeah, you know, hydroplaning I find is like more frightening than a lot of things because you really can't. You can't do have shit. no you control. Can, definitely don't want to break, and you yeah, really can't. You just gotta steer ride it out. Ride it out, dude. Do one time, uh, prone and expo, and I. Uh, Prone is a friend of ours and also a, a member of the crew Blen and I were in, rapper, and our mm. boy Expo, rest in peace, was another great artist who yeah, was in the in same peace, band, Victor. Audible Mainframe with Blend. Mm -hmm. uh, one time we were in, uh, we, we were living in Boston, and uh, Prone and me and Expo were all doing solo sets at uh, Wesleyan College. We had friends who went to Wesleyan College in Connecticut, <clears throat> and they were throwing like this big thing at a party, uh -huh. other hip-hop dudes, so... And a friend of uh, our friends up there, he was the DJ for the whole show, so he was just gonna like you know play our music or whatever. Right, right. So we drove up, and Prone had like a silver SUV. It's Prone, me, and Expo. Uh -huh. We go, we rock. It's fun. We don't even drink much. Man, we smoke a little nothing. Uh -huh. So we're gonna drive back to Boston from Connecticut, and there's like a, a 24-hour diner right there on like Route 15. Uh -huh. So we go there, and we're young. We're kind of dickheads, you know, whatever. Like, At least loud I was. and shit, yeah. loud hip hop. But we we order the food, and then the bill comes. And there's like mad shit on this bill that we did not order, right? Right. There's more money being charged that we didn't order. And we weren't dicks to like the workers. We were pretty chill. I, I think so. Uh, but we were sober. So, But yes, we were young. <laughs> and I have a tendency to, you know. But anyway, the fucking bill comes in. It's way high. And I don't mean like $3 more. Right. But like $20 more. Mad things that we, the, everything we ordered was there plus like plus somebody some else's shit. order. Right. And we were like, man, what the fuck? And then I... I thought Prone is our friend Prone is a very level headed, intelligent guy. I thought he was gonna be the voice of reason and tell me like Snake, chill out. Right. But he didn't. <laughs> and Expo Opposite. was like, Yeah, man, fuck <laughs> I was like, Dude, fuck these dudes. They're overcharges. You know what? You know what? Fuck this. Let's just bounce. Let's just bounce and get in the car. Uh -huh. And everyone's down with me. They shouldn't have not listened to me, but everyone's down. They're like, Yeah, fuck this. So we chewed and screwed. We uh -huh. dined and dashed. Uh -huh. Now it's also raining, like right. like the time we drove back, right? Not even that hard, but raining. And we're driving in Connecticut and we're going. It's a one lane each way thing. Uh -huh. And there's an underpass, like a bridge, one lane each way. And prone's driving, expo's in the back, I'm in shoddy. And hydroplanes hard, dude. And the the car prone's part like spins like uh -huh. 360 into the other lane. Uh -huh. If there was an oncoming car, we would have been a wrap. Right. Thank God there was not. Into the other lane and like comes like like our situation inches from the cement wall on the underpass. Wow. Inches. And prone, I don't know if it was him or nature or whatever, like just didn't hit it and right. like 
like shocked for a second, but got quick back on our lane because you know we didn't know what was coming. Right. We didn't want that car to come. Still running and everything. Yeah, and every we were like me and Pro and Expo all looked at each other like holy shit. But it's funny because like Expo would always bring that up all the time. He loved that Almost story. Like, Pro and I, he always bring it. But I was like, man, that was instant karma. We are never dining never, dashing yeah, again. Yeah. No more chewing screws. Didn't get caught though. Didn't no, get caught no, with no that. Law enforcement. No, no, none of that. That's what's up. I mean, I've gotten away with it a bunch, bunch of times. The first time I did it was with Skip, my pops. Yeah. But we both did it without knowing we did it. Oh, yeah? We were in oh, I thought you paid. Oh, I thought you paid. It was in uh, upstate New York. The rest areas have like, all the shit is like a buffet thing or all the rest restaurants. So you could go to any single one, you know, or right. Pan Express or Sabar or whatever, yeah, but yeah. you pay at the very end, not at each one. So it's easy Weird. to just like go to the first one and then take your shit and sit down in the cafeteria. Right. So we went and did our thing differently and we both sit down. He leans, he's like, hey, did you pay for that? I was like, uh, no. no. He's like, Good, neither did I. Let's get the fuck out of here. Nice. But kids, don't do it because you might hydroplane hey, and, and get Sometimes it's not worth something. You know, it wasn't worth it. I should have been more of an adult <clears throat> and said, hey, uh, I believe there's some discrepancies with this bill. Uh-huh. I didn't order these over easy eggs. I don't eat over easy eggs and I didn't order right. whatever. Right. But instead, we just did hey. the dumb rebellious All shit. All up on that fucking revolutionary shit. At the sometimes, time, I'm yeah. sure, riding with Expo, oh, dude, that yeah. would lead me to believe. as well, me. Yeah, like, prone too. And I used to be like more a little more hot-headed. Prone is always so level-headed, though. I was like, damn, man. I thought you were going to pull me back. Yeah. But he was with it. He was hey, with it. Fuck it. It happens, man. When Yolo. you're young, dude, you got that, that different energy. You know? Yeah, I've gotten away with a few things yeah. in, in my career. I'm not at liberty to say which, yeah. but oh, I am dude. lucky to be... Yeah, free. So many things, especially like doing music and shit and traveling. Like not the tour. Well, I guess I guess the tour shit we do now too. But I mean, even when we were younger as yeah. performing artists, you get into these weird situations and circumstances when whether you're just doing a show in your own hometown or you're traveling for it. And I look back, I'm like, damn, we we pressed our luck so many times. Sure. So Absolutely. many times that Very, like, the older me would be like, oh man, that doesn't seem as Risky as fuck. Like, what are you doing? I would have slapped the shit on my yeah, younger self. Yeah, and like, I never even thought twice about it back then. It wasn't even like, is this a good idea? It was like, just right. doing it. Yeah, just what doing we do it. out here. And everybody, we were all doing like, There was nobody right. to check us, you right. know? Right, right, right. And like, I, uh, now it's but, like. But collectively, we were smart about it. Yeah. And like, we. I feel like you, everybody in your crew, if like Ghostbusters, everybody wants one Egon, you know, mm. like the dude with the glasses. One dude to be Smart kind of like, with the reason, or just also like, yeah, like level-headed, yeah. yeah, strategizing. Uh, you don't want to all be like crazy. You can't always be Bill Murray. Bill Murray's yeah, the and, or, <laughs> well, who's the dude? What's the actor's name uh, that played Ernie Hudson? Played Ernie Winston, Hudson. right? Yeah, he had one hell of a mustache. He did. Powerful he was, he was voice of reason. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. That's right, because he was pretty level-headed about some shit. Yeah. But I feel like he would get down needed. I feel like Egon's oh, he, nerdiness he was kept the man. him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was a little. He, he had some turn up. He in looked him. like he should have been in the Talking Heads. The band Egon. <laughs> he looked like one of those <laughs> the glasses oh, yeah. with the high yeah. hair. I know it should be. Fucking oh man, but uh, doing the DJ thing live, like, um, you haven't been able to. No one really is able to DJ like full-on gigs lately. Uh, there's been have you some done any like, gigs? There's been some gig like gigs? there's been uh, like streaming labs pop up and they have. Oh, of course, but I mean like gigs where you got a crowd, no. an organized event. You no, know, you can't. Yeah, right. Not in that California. Yeah, not out here. I had um, my other man, uh, homie DJ Kerosene, who you might know. He used to be on 88 oh, yeah. in Boston. I know Kerosene. He lives in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. South red state, very mm-hmm. different laws. Right. They do. Uh, event, like a lot of clubs and shit are open yeah. wide open like he's DJed that. a bunch of gigs he's yeah. done more like outdoor ones only himself right but they'll have big crowd right you know, outdoors yeah. so yeah so uh, there's a lot of live streams happening and stuff like that people from wherever their home and stuff but that got boring you know I did a couple it's cool but you know I still don't get the rush of doing the gig so it's the vibe of the people there reacting. It's the vibe right? of the people, you know. There's a million DJs, but not a million DJs have trucks. You know what I mean? Okay, so right. might as well do it for, you know, use it for what I got it for. I wanted this DJ truck before COVID. Oh, really? So this was this is plan. Yeah, I love just driving a truck in general. Yeah. And, you know, uh, contractors have their trucks. Painters have their trucks one way. Plumbers got their trucks one way. DJs. We don't have accessories to buy for DJ shit for trucks, so I had to, you know, invent it myself. Repurpose some uh, some like overlanding racks and stuff like That's that. That's what I was gonna ask. Did you have to customize certain? I don't know. I just had to get parts that would work for what I needed them to work for, and then, you know, I added the 
the the stands on the side and there's wall mount stands oh, that so that badass. i've drilled holes in to bolt to the to the rack and you know they don't make accessories for djs and like yeah. sh- people like me so i know that like from other dj homies i know and a lot of people do, and they were doing like the IG lives and shit. I remember like when mm-hmm. COVID first started, I, I saw a lot of people I know doing it, and that's cool. Like I was, I was like, yeah, I'll tune in. I was, I was yeah. in Mexico at the time Support too. It's cool, and it was cool to hear certain shit, especially dudes would do like a, a certain mix. You know, I'm doing a Houston mix, I'm doing a whatever '90s mix, right? And then I know a lot of them just from speaking to them, kind of echoed what you just said. Like it grew tired after a while because it's only so much fun. I imagine just doing music like that without a fucking yeah. There's crowd, nobody there. Dude. There's no people like yeah. the internet's cool like but you need to see people it's cool react. yeah but i like i like the rush of just being out in public yeah, and man. having that live segment people can you when you talk to the people and engage them from on top of the truck yeah people they, they love it they yeah they like it. they like to have that attention on them and that, yeah, that man. back and forth that dialogue and you know people point them in the street and shout them out and like you can't get that online know, if you're driving toyota throw your hands up yeah you know beep your horn or something like that people respond to that so i feel like like, you know, like some musicians are doing like live shows from live streams. And I mean, even if it's somebody I love, I can't imagine myself watching some artists I like perform live on the Internet. Like if it was a, a, a footage of them at a concert live with fans, right. maybe I can look at that to appreciate shit. Because I've done that in the past to like study shit. But I mean, right. watching them just performing in front of like video cameras and shit in a, behind a video wall with nobody there. Right. I don't think I'm going to want to watch that on the Internet. Like I'm straight on that. I mean, it's... It, it's there's something there for it if you like i mean if you want to see that sure if it's your favorite artist and you want to see him perform i get it but But to me i can scroll through that on instagram and like see it for five minutes and get it yeah like i don't think i'm gonna be engaged for like like you go to a two-hour show i don't think i could do two hours i'll watch the instagram clip sure if it's a good performance but you know if i like it or whatever but yeah you know there's nothing like somebody live in front of you doing some shit that's no, the energy man I, and like uh, people come to live shows for a lot of things whether it's to see a dj or a band or a hip-hop artist or whatever mm-hmm. and it's obviously if they like the person they like the music they're going there for that yeah but like i mean i've gone to so many shows where i don't even really know who it is but someone says it's dope or check it out and it's like the energy you're there for you're vibing yeah. not just with the artist on stage but the other people in the crowd are on the, they're into the same shit you're into so it's like a connection yeah you know and people sure. want that they need that right and i feel like the disconnect uh, that everyone's experiencing now from having to take in entertainment like this or just even live life like this is going to have some long-term effects that aren't good. Right. You know? Absolutely. Um, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, you need, you need to be around people. You need to see yeah. things for your own eyes. You got to experience things and just people are, people have gotten safe behind the lens, behind computers yeah. and shit. And that's Bro. where, you know, people talk all this shit on the internet, they, you know, internet heroes. They want to talk shit in the chat yep. and like offer this opinion over the internet and in real life they would never see say these things or have these open opinions oh yeah and it just emboldened people to yeah to to really have this type of behavior and now they have to like back it up you know so to speak in the real life i mean that's so i've i've dealt with so much shit like people getting upset or coming at me about shit and i'm like all right man like calm down like uh you know like if you wouldn't people say this real to me, yeah, if you wouldn't you know? say it to me in person, and what, like one thing, I, I always remind people like I'm, I'm old fashioned. So if I'm gonna say it online, like chances are I was already saying it before right. online shit, because that's what I, we used to have to do. Yeah, and uh, I'm people gladly, are too, may, might yeah. be jokes too at the same time. Yeah, exactly. There's always a joke somewhere. Yeah, you don't have sure. to take everything so seriously. You don't, and I mean. Taking shit seriously is exhausting, dude. Like, yeah, for sure. I used to. I think I used to take things a lot more serious, uh, especially when I was like a, a recording artist and a performing artist. I think yeah. I took. I don't think I felt like I was able to relax and take things lightly sometimes because of a. Right. Like, you want to maintain image. an image, yeah. like a mouth, like just the homies. That's whatever, or your family. Right. But like public on, image. Like if I was like doing anything on like social media, I was a little more conscious of it. Whereas now. I do different things in entertainment and arts, so I actually benefit from being completely like, f- I don't care, fucking look at me moaning on the yeah. couch hungover, like, or laughing, Whatever, yeah. you know? Candid moments. Yeah, dude, yeah. Like, making fun of my hairline. Like, I don't give a fuck, For dude. sure, that's all it's real shit. It's more liberating, shit. too. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's the natural, it's the real you, and right. unapologetic you, you yeah. know what I mean? That's part of me, that's, you know? And I think people are... People appreciate that shit. They dig it. I like realness. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I gravitate yeah, towards if it. If you're fake or, yeah. you know, too scripted, I don't 
you know, I don't that's, gravitate. That's cool if you want to be that character, yeah, but it's not people, something I relate to. Some I people like do it, and uh, I think some people do it too because it was like there was like blueprints and templates for that for like radio or for being an artist or whatever. Right. And they they studied that then, and they right. never like realized that you don't have to do that now. Right. They still do the same like stale shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, you don't have to it's do too that scripted. anymore. It's just be and honest. I, it's like that's why I, I can't listen to like a lot of like FM radio or shit like that. Yo, know, like, the more you cuss just, to me, is the yeah. more real you are. The more honest. Or you just don't have to like talk in that fucking fake voice with a rehearsed shit and rehearsed right. questions. Yeah. And like, oh man, and it's not just like the dudes on the radio, but like even artists and shit when they engage in interviews, whether it's written one or a verbal one or like just the way they conduct themselves, it's like you're carrying yourself the same way. That all these other people used to always carry themselves like, but then you see certain artists who are a little more free, like let it go and like are open. And I think that transparency gets fans. People like that shit. Right. Be honest. Yeah. You know? Be you. Realness. Yeah. Realness sells, in my opinion. The I more think real so. Shit, I think so. The more I'm fucking with it. Absolutely. I agree with that 100. percent You know, a lot of people are scared too. I think people are told not to be too by like. Just to be too open, be, open with your opinion. Yeah, or, or there's like the, managers or maybe like label heads or or people who run certain things, producers things. They want to monitor and control your shit so you don't right. damage any opportunities, right. jeopardize. The more shit. corporate you are, the more yeah, safe, more like safe, man. safe. Yeah, everyone likes it safe. On brand, on brand, dude. I had a, I had a discussion with someone the other day, and I hate using that word on brand. <laughs> Or that phrase, rather, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I couldn't think of anything other to describe what I was doing. I was like, "Listen, like it would it would be on brand if I continue to do this. So don't think right. I'm being weird." But I had to use that phrase, right. and I was like, "I really don't want to use." People understand this. that phrase, though. Yeah, they it's do. Not, Your you know, brand. But there was like a few years back that the word brand, like everybody in music, was always like. Branding your brand, your brand, 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 like yeah. brand, dude. Fucking Russell Brand out this motherfucker. Everybody's dude. branded. I was like, oh god, it was driving me nuts. Hey. I get it though. Yeah. You know, you want to maintain that image. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's marketing. Easy. Marketing is some shit. It, it can is. damn it. It can make or break you. It's you true, man. I mean? If you're like kind of honest and open though, then like, what you're marketing is yourself, and you still can market it, but you don't have to like flip that switch. You don't right. have to throw that image on, and then you don't also don't have to fear when you're not on, when you're not putting right. out that image. Like, oh God, you know, like right, right. I showed the side of me that I shouldn't have. Like, you can just be your fucking self. For yeah. sure. You know, Absolutely. You, it's it's tricky, like in, I mean, you see like the Hollywood shit, especially living in L.A. Like, there's a lot of people like with aspiring actors or models or musicians. They they kind of just copy the same presentation Formula. of shit, and even yeah. the way they look and dress and their, their posts and shit. Yeah, you know, well, yeah. typecast. You know, looking yeah. for that type of person to fit Yo, that dude. role. That's, That's Hollywood. True. I never really got into that. I just dabbled in like the extra, yeah. Hollywood castings and stuff like that. But I never, it never really took off for me. It's. Yeah, I, I've never really like enjoyed that that realm. It's, like, I dabble a little It's too. like a fake hustle. It's a hustle. I yeah. respect it. It's a hard hustle, but it's not. Yeah. It's it was too. I thought it gave too much of my integrity. Yeah, you had to sacrifice too much a, a for it, right? Bit. I felt like I did. I probably didn't in in real Maybe. life. I mean, if you felt it, you but probably I, did. I just though. felt like I was worth a lot more than what. They were paying me, and yeah. just the way I was treated. You yeah, know, you're kind of like cattle herded. Yeah, in they there treat you like fucking with that Hollywood casting life. Yeah, they treat you definitely like uh, I don't know what the like sheep, like your prop- sheep, intellectual yeah. property. You're like, not, yeah, you're not a person. Yeah, you're. Like, a, come on over here. Exactly, they herd you around, and it yeah. was just like a weird feeling you get when you yeah. work in that environment. So, and they want you to be extremely not only subservient but very <laughs> grateful. Like you should just be fucking oh, happier yeah, here. Happy, yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, uh, just do as you're told. Totally got and that vibe. I don't care about you. And and you know, I think like everybody gets kind of <clears throat> excuse me worn down in that industry. Like, yeah, even those people who run things like casting and shit. At one point, they were probably straight, good people. You right. know what I'm saying? And then. They got worn down because it's so brutal, and now they're brutal, and they treat you like shit. Yeah, it's you're, like a you're a number. You're not a person. You're yeah, a number. no, it's it's terrible like that, man. That's like, you know, entertainment in general is like, yeah, like that. I think. But I, I recommend people go try it if you're, you know, yeah, don't dude. let that stop you. Yeah, and if it's what you like, then go for it. Yeah. Dude. you know, you already know that it's probably part Just of the fucking game. Don't think these people are your friend. Yeah, you know? nobody. Don't yeah. don't be enamored by somebody because they'll fucking turn around and. Oh yeah, treat you like shit. Yeah, dude, stomp on you. It happens. It happens in not just like Hollywood acting shit, but like music. Music happens yeah, a yeah. lot. I mean, I mean like any anything, general, dude. Any like industry, yeah, I'm people sure. can take advantage of you or just yeah. treat you like shit. Don't you know? be naive, kids. Mm-hmm. You know, damn straight. There's snakes out there. Yes, they Every are. Every industry. Yeah, man. I mean, Recognize that. Yeah, you gotta keep your eyes peeled and kind of I don't know, be on guard. Just be on guard. Yeah. Yeah. 
Don't be too defensive where you block off positive shit, but no, you know you gotta be. Yeah. Don't be fucking bubble headed walking yeah, around exactly. and you know. Yeah. If it was a snake aboard a bitch type of shit, yeah, that's what dude. my moms would say. When was the last time you saw an actual live snake in the wild? Never times. Never in your entire I've life. Never seen a live snake. Never in your entire life. Never. Not, not even a gardener snake. Not even back like in the a mass. gardener snake. Nope. Really? Never. Jeez. Never, and it's always been in the zoo or the or the pet store or yeah. some shit like that. Dude, I seen, I seen a few different snakes this summer in the East Coast, like little gardener weirdos. Yeah. Dude, I was at Skip's place, and a little snake snuck in one night on the floor. In Massachusetts? Yeah, like a, I mean, he, was a, he must have been a baby of something. He was like eight inches, a little oh, guy. And I just kind of finessed him out the I've door. Seen no Dude, snakes. I was me and my girl and my other homie were we were hiking in Trailer Canyon, which is in the uh, the Palisades of of LA, right? Uh-huh. And it was in the spring, um, you know, like dry, like good hiking season. But because uh, of like COVID shit had already hit, right? There was a lot. Less foot tracker for a while, all yeah, that shit was closed, right? Shut down, yeah. So it's open now, but it's rattlesnake season. And a lot of the places you can hike in LA, they already have signs like, you know, careful of rattlesnakes, and you'll see right. the holes. And it's Even for there, certain I've never seasons. So, dude, we're hiking Trailer Canyon, and COVID like restrictions had just lifted where you could hike again now. Uh-huh. So that means there had been no like human foot traffic for, I don't know, a while. Right. right, and that that vibration of just constant walking will keep snakes in the ground and shit until like certain hours. They're not going to come out. Mm-hmm. But if there's not a lot of people, then they kind of come out to play. Right. So we're on our way. It's a long-ass hike, and we're on our way down. It's a, like a narrow trail, pretty mm-hmm. narrow. I'd say like six to eight feet wide. Not a very wide trail. Mm-hmm. And we're on our way down, and uh, my boy who's with us, he's walking a dog. And the dog starts going crazy. He's in front of me and my girl. Mm-hmm. And then it stops, and it's, oh, it's a, it's a fucking big black rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. And it's coiled up, and it's hissing. And mm-hmm. so when a snake is coiled up and hissing... That means it's ready to strike. It's off. mad. It's yeah. mad. If it's just like outstretched, like slithering, getting some whatever. sun or something. But when it's coiled up and hissing, and its rattle was loud, dude, the rattle sounded like there was twenty fucking snakes. Really? There was only one, but it sounded like they were everywhere. See, like, I, I never heard that. That's crazy, dude. I never heard it like this. Uh. And he was big as shit. So like, my boy stops with the dog and like pulls the dog back because the dog noticed it first and right. it wasn't moving. And so, and we can't go around it, dude. The trail is so narrow. Uh-huh. So we're waiting and we're like. 10, 15 feet from it, you know? Right. And it can jump its body length. So if it was a six-footer, he could he jump, six, jump feet. six feet. So he ain't going to get us, but he close enough where we're like, holy shit. Right. So we're waiting for a while, and we're picking up like little rocks. You know, like the word is, is like throw some rocks, hopefully he slithers away. Uh-huh. This motherfucker would not budge. He stood his ground, dude, for about 15 minutes. Hissing, rattling, wouldn't go. We're throwing these rocks like, yo, we're going to be up on this mountain forever, dude, all mm-hmm. fucking day. Finally, we threw enough rocks where uh, like 15 minutes later, he slithers off. But we are, we're still like way up high. We have a long hike down. Uh-huh. So we all grab like big ass rocks one in our hands. One way down? You were on your Only way down? Only one way down, yeah. And then we all grab these big ass rocks and we're walking, looking at all the little snake holes. Yeah. And dude, we're like walking fast with rocks ready. Every little noise, like the wind blowing the leaves, anything. Yeah, all we're shook like, and shit. Yo, we're just, is that a fucking snake, dude? And I didn't hike Adrenaline for like going. months after that. Yeah, fuck that. I'm dude, not I trying didn't. to get bit by no snakes Bro, out here. Rattlesnake, you would have had Forget to go to the motherfucking... Keep the venom. Dude, the that we saw venom. on the news that night, not at the same trail. Somebody's dog got bit and killed by a rattlesnake at yeah, another hike. That's that's, yeah, that's what Like, I got two p- pitties Pits. at home, you know? I don't want to bring him out there with the snakes and shit. I'll be, no, I'd be man. devastated if that happened. Dude, I mean, you know, they could drop a human. They could drop a dog real quick. Real quick. Like half. I'm I mean, straight on the snakes. How big I don't is, mind snakes. Like, I'm not I'll handle one, on you know. But with the dogs, I don't trust them because they'll go after it. They'll fuck around and like yeah. have no fear and get dude. probably get bit. Dude, so it's fucking crazy, be, man. You know, fuck animals, snakes. animals, man. Get them out of here. You gotta be careful out there, man. Animals, they run shit. <laughs> If you're not careful, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Especially yeah. out in fucking Brazil or, dude, you know. Ash, dude, all these places, somewhere. man. Costa Rica, you yeah. go anywhere. You, you these are parts of Europe. You fucked up in some parts of the world. You get world. a bear come at you, man. Spiders, <laughs> little scorpions. All oh, kinds I, of I stay killing those things. like weird In Mexico, centipedes. and shit like that. I was at the beach surfing, like, I don't know, a few days ago, and uh, I just came out of the water. I'm chilling, and there was this, like, family with a couple young kids close to us, and at this point, for some reason, mad seagulls had come. And seagulls are some hungry motherfuckers. They're if they aggressive. know you got food, they're aggressive. They'll take your shit. Yeah. So these little kids were hilarious. They were running there with chasing the birds. I was like, that's fun, man, but be careful because these motherfuckers got boys up in the sky. Yeah. And your mom's got all these snacks. I see her with the sandwiches with the crust cut off. Yeah, she yeah. got your carrot sticks. <laughs> so these little boys are having their little boy time. Shit I've done. Fucking with these sure. fucking seagulls. Fuck with the birds. Then they come back to the, like, the towel and the, the, the fucking umbrella and the mom and the fucking seagulls gang up. Or like seven, eight of them. Uh-huh. 
and they're walking mad deep. close and they're like coming for that food dude deep, you know and yeah. the mom's smart she starts putting the food back in the cooler and they're just like right up on you dude uh-huh. i was like yo these kids better be careful one of them like to fly away with your eyeball once dude. they start you're gonna be all shook that they're dude, even at you those things are big too man big, the rats of the sky couple of them. yep they'll get you out on the beach fuck that man. no fear I'm, yeah man i'm not into all I that got some bigger fucking albatrosses and shit out there sometimes too what's that or bigger bigger pelican albatross pelicans oh i didn't know what albatross is yeah it sounds like like an epic word not albatross the pelicans pelicans are like the big fucking those motherfuckers are aggressive too dude those big necks you know about the myth about like the alka-seltzer and that shit do you know you kill them when i was little my cousins and i would like took alka-seltzer tablets put them in like white bread because because they have water in that Bottom yeah, peak yeah. thing, the big one. So if you put alcohol, it just foams up. It don't kill them, it just foams up. That's the urban myth. Uh-huh. We tried it, didn't work. Didn't work. I mean, didn't we saw it. him eat the, the shit, but it, maybe it wasn't enough. Pellet I don't fell know. Out I wouldn't do it now. That's a cruel thing to no, do. But we were fucking eight year old boys, fucking rambunctious. Boys do that shit. Do especially yeah. like you get like, like three of them together, four of boys, eight boys? year olds. Oh yeah, forget it. Give them a slingshot. Joke, we had it's slingshots, over. crossbows, throwing shit at cars, water, shit at cars water, balloon, water balloon launchers, water balloons, just wreaking havoc. Yo, I was like I said, I should have got arrested before I was legally of age to get arrested. I'm sure. Oh, dude, I, my first arrest, I was a minor for vandalism, throwing shit at cars. Exactly. I was 14 or 15. I yeah. got arrested for. We were egging at first. Egging, all that. We were egging shit. houses and cars, and we ran out of eggs and we grabbed rocks. rocks. And we threw rocks <laughs> at a car, and we got. We were hiding in like a baseball field, a little league field. We hid in the dugouts. The cops were circling the shit, yeah. and they got us, and they took us in. And then the girl and her parents, like, come whose car it was. She was like probably 18. Mm-hmm. We're like, you know, 14. She's like screaming as the priest and all this shit, and like, oh man, you know. Yeah. Got, it was that was I've, my first time I've for fatalism. Running from the cops, running through the woods, getting oh, chased on your bike. The best. The best. The best, best times. Growing best. up, it was like the Goonies growing up. It is, dude. Lee, young, I, I, I imagine no pirate you, ships young girls and blood and gold. Fun, but, dude, young boys, we had a, we were just wild. In the 90s? Yeah. I mean, if you had a bike in the oh, neighborhood. Dude, you had to have a bike. You're fucking BMX king of the neighborhood. You're, yeah, the, the sky's the limit. The world is your oyster. Dude, you can go all over the place. When you're 12 with a BMX in, in, in Springfield, Mass, in the 90s. Just like you can go to your friends' houses for, and then you guys can go forever. Forever. My mother would always be like, "Don't go too far while I'm at work, or don't, you know, when I'm gone at work, don't go X or Y." And then if she found out, like somebody at a store (laughs) or somebody's else's house is like, "I I saw your boy and and the the, the Sullivan boys like riding bikes somewhere." She was like, "Where did you ride your bike today?" I told, I was like, "Uh," and she already had me. I was like, "I just want to go to the store. Why did they get to go?" You know, it's always well, blah blah blah. No big deal. Fucking parents don't care. You Made know? it back. It's no yeah, the big dude, deal. Know, Very I good. Know. It's but crazy. yeah, that was the nineties were the shit for shit, growing man. up. And then you start get a little older. Then you start messing with music and other things, and you still get into trouble and shit. But it's it's different like, trouble. Yeah, art art kind of helps you get away from trouble. But then again, you get into trouble as you get older. As you you know hide in these circles or run in these circles, you know, yeah, and, and meet uh, these characters that are into different things, dude. Influence you different ways, and and that's one of the things I always thought was crazy about touring. Right, when you work for like live music, and you're touring, some of the dudes on cruise you know, your boys, and then there's some yeah. dudes you don't know that you meet when you're out there, and you right. form cool bonds and you're hanging out. 100. But on days off, and you go out drinking, you don't really know what this dude is like or what he you know. You might be at a like a bar, a restaurant, or something, and certain dudes might get all you know. It just could be crazy. You never True. Know. Yeah, you never know. So. I've had some characters on tour, some good guys, some wild times. Oh yeah, it's been it's always fun though. You know, oh, I dude, embrace the all the different motherfuckers, all the it's all true. the characters on tour. I love like that if you're shit. in a heavy metal, if you're in an indie rock, like, all that shit. I still fucks with you if you're a good dude. So. Yeah, dude, I've hung out with people on tour that I probably thought I wouldn't have hung out with before. Same. Uh, yeah. Who have different interests, come yeah. from different places, but they're good dudes and like we 100%. had good times, man. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. Nah, that's what it's about it's like you're traveling to different places every yeah, day man. and you're di- with different people that you just met every day and the combination of that is interesting you know uh interactions sometimes throughout the country sometimes throughout the world yeah know? yeah yeah so. especially when you travel more like especially internationally but even like united states is huge even in yeah. the u.s so much like different cultural vibes from like region to region so yeah. like you, you know you could be in a certain place and it's so different from where you're from or where you live now right and that still is produces that in wild itself. shit yeah, yeah. yeah man you know like and then you're with uh, these people and then, what's, you got, uh, then you gotta do a job together yeah every day. Well, that, that's what keeps you kind of like 
together. Tight yeah, and cool. Yeah, yeah. Even if you there's dudes I'm sure that you've like not liked on tours or like whatever, but you've got a job to do, right. the same mutual goal. Right. And if it's not done right, you all suffer. So even though you might not totally agree with this dude or whatever, you right. gotta work together. Yeah, you, know? you gotta just suck it up and just get have along. Ever, uh and if you can't tell me, don't uh have you ever seen on tours that, like crew members or, or anybody like have vicious arguments or fallouts? Oh yes. I've like seen arguments. Anything? Um I've seen some crew members argue with other crew members management. Um, yeah, upper in, in front of other crew members too. Oh yeah. So that depending on where in the tour you are, that can be uh an uh, energy breaker, let's so to speak, in, in morale breaker and just creates awkward tension in the bus, especially if you're in a bus. Oh yeah. So, you know, that's something you got to live alongside. It comes with the territory. But, yeah. you know, I can see where certain people might have their opinions and some people might have other opinions. So, are you, uh, do you go front lounge or back lounge on the bus? Definitely back lounge. There you go. That's my man. Back yeah, no. I mean, sure. back lounge is usually regarded for the, uh, the ganja smoking. Ganja lounge. smoking, yeah. Yeah, I've always hang in the back lounge. It's and usually like half and half. We smoke weed in the back because when you open the window, it goes right out. Yeah, yeah. You're flying for those at that don't whatever know. miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah, so when you're rolling at 60, 70 miles an hour. Yeah. That shit goes right out yep. after a night of smoking weed yep. on the back of the bus. And usually, like, cigarettes are only in the jump seat, which is the seat next to the, the truck drivers out there in the front front, you know. Bus driver. Yeah, so yeah. you don't really, no one smokes cigarettes in the back lounge. In the front lounge, no one smokes anything because when you walk on a bus, that's the first thing you walk into, and you yeah. got to keep that crispy. Right. Um, For those that aren't familiar yeah. with touring. Yeah, definitely. I've seen, I've seen so many people do funny shit on buses, like, Inappropriate things, things you, you're not the rule. I've rules. heard of stories. I don't have oh. too many wild ones myself, like, but I've heard stories. One time, I, not my bus, but another bus on this tour. This girl, like a touring girl, <coughs> like, uh, sh like you know how some back lounges will have a shower. Usually, I've the, seen a shower, the shower yeah. usually becomes just a closet. Nobody, though. yeah, it's a yeah. closet. Exactly. This girl on the, I wasn't on the this other bus, but apparently, what the story was like, they all got wasted, and she. Uh, she took a shit in the shower of oh. the back lounge on the floor and then passed out face first, like pants down in the back lounge. Oh, <laughs> all yeah. star. I one time I, on my bus, this one kid who was like a, a pyro guy, he was young, he was like the assistant, and he was like 18 or 19. My oh. first tour, I mean, he's a dude fresh out of high school, you get a kid, right, right, right. and some of these other dudes, like they, <laughs> they fucking duct taped his bunk. Like, you have these curtains in your tour bus bunk that you sleep in. You pull the curtain so you have privacy, right? Right. So they, when he was sleeping, they duct taped. Like, I mean, they must have used, like, two rolls of duct tape. I didn't even hear it. I was sleeping. Didn't hear they duct taped this whole fucking bunk thing so he couldn't get out in the morning. We <laughs> eventually did, but it was hilarious. And then That's another... dedication. Oh, dude, they were, they were fucking with this kid hard. He was a good sport, though. All right. And they didn't do anything too fucked up. They maybe get drunk, like, jump in his bunk and shit, but, or make him... You know, That's whatever. Jumping I don't, in my bunk is yeah. too much. Oh, dude, if listen, you're in my bunk, I don't do that fraternizing shit. Fist either. the cuffs. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't even haze a kid. I'm not into that shit. That's some frat yo, boy shit. I, don't, I never understood. And I would that always shit. tell a kid, I was like, yo, don't take any shit. Stay, stand up. They're gonna fucking like you either way. So you might as well just tell them to fuck off. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, dude, you tell come on my bunk. You fuck with my shit. No, yeah, no it's no. on. Yeah. It's on, Straight dude. On. It's on personal my donkey space. Kong. Your only personal space is like a. It's like a coffin-sized thing. That's all I got yeah, for six so, weeks. That's, that's all I got. that's a big rule. Like, if anyone wants to make a known on tour, they have an issue with somebody, they throw shit in your bunk. It's like That's like fighting words. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. you know? like, I threw your backpack in your bunk or something. Mm -hmm. You don't tamper with that. Fucking with my shit. You gotta, yeah, you gotta respect people's spaces, especially when you're not at home and you're all sharing small quarters. Right. You gotta be extra respectful. 100%. I, yeah, man. I don't yeah. know. I've seen a lot of that shit. There's some people who just maybe aren't. Can be a long tour, yeah. man. Yo, Six, with that attention. Yeah, attention. Oh, Even toward the end of any tour, I find everyone gets tense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it like, depends how the tour is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long, stressful tour. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, last sure. week, yeah, fools yeah, what are, are the, fucking. What are the accommodations? Yeah, has it been fucked up? I've been in fucking residence in all week, or yeah, am yeah. I been a, at the Kimpton? Or Did what I get we cool doing? off days and cool places, or shitty yeah. off days? You, got, and you shitty stuck places. me at the rest stop in the middle of yeah, nowhere. Dude, I was like, yeah, middle well, of Kansas, six times or, in a row. Dude, that's instead the of being worst. in the city, I could have been yeah. downtown doing cool chilling. shit, having a blast. Yeah. Did you um? Did you ever like make beats when you were on tour? I did make beats on brought, tour. Brought, I brought, I brought the, the laptop. I brought the machine controller. I had little little DJ toys I would bring. Yeah, you had the mini turntable joint. Yep, I stuffed that on tour a couple of times in the That's case. Good. That's good. It's good to have those little toys to keep you busy in tour. Yeah, you know? it's like 
I imagine, you know, in your days off, I mean, I do shit like writing and podcasts on my days off. It can, keeps you connected to the life you have at home. Right. And it's like not work. Well, it is work, but it's not that work. It's a different work. Right. And and it just kind of, I don't know, gets your head clear. Yeah. It, keeps you, it keeps you uh, on this side of the law. You know yeah, I mean? that's true. Keeps you out of trouble. It might keep you also from spending money in certain spending places. Spending money, yeah. And the creativity is always there, you know? Yeah, dude. And oh, yeah. just being in a new city every day, yeah. you, you catch the vibe of that city. So, yep. you know, this week I got a, I got a Toronto beat yeah. flavored. Yeah. I had oh, I Western, see. You know putting the I mean? vibe of the yeah. city into your next, production. Next day I went to Montreal, so I'm oh, influenced yeah. by this. Did this. Now I'm going to fucking Detroit. And then yeah. I got this flavor. So it's like... I kind of embrace the city when I make beats and different. What's some of your favorite places in the world that you've been on a tour? <sighs> world, you could say world. In the world, yeah. Well, usually the international spots. Yeah, they're always so the I would, shit. So I'm gonna mention Seoul, Korea, South Korea, mm. Tokyo. Tokyo's the shit. Japan, I mean, um, France. Um, Paris is a favorite city. It's a fun London. Place. Belgium was fun. Just being out there and seeing that part of the world yeah. is crazy. So, it's, well, more more fun. You know, question: What's your least favorite? What's a place you've had horrible experience? Mm, horrible experience. Less than pleasurable. I haven't. Well, I've had some like tough or, tours. Or what about places you just don't like? Period. That was whack. Uh, you could say. It. Don't worry. We're not offending you if you well, have to be from said place. Well, with. Uh, with being a professional in the video industry, I tour doing that stuff as well as, you know, the concerts and stuff. So with concerts, I do trade shows and stuff like that. So it's not always uh, rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, it's right. Some mean? corporate gigs. So I've been to like New Orleans, okay? So in New Orleans is like the only place in the country that I've been called a nigger. In, on the, the, in the city? On the street, yeah. Damn. So like... I was at a club, DJing at a club in New Orleans uh, one one night because I set that up. I was on the road for video stuff, and I just set that up with a friend of mine. <clears throat> so I come out the club. I step out. I'm having a conversation on the sidewalk on the corner with a friend. Uh, a, a car comes in the intersection, busts a U-turn, goes back in the other way. As it's doing the U, some dude yells out the side and throws a cup. And says, fucking nigger. And then they fucking speed off down the street. So that tainted so your New Orleans experience. That tainted experience. my New Orleans. Understandably so. Experience heavy. You yeah, know what man. I mean? So, oh, man. For doing nothing. There was no, yeah. no interaction with nobody. And you've been like others. Like, I mean, I've been all over the South on tour and other states and cities where I've seen shit like that not happen to anybody on the tour. But like, mm -hmm. dude, I've been in like places where like, They've got like Confederate flags flying hard or Confederate flag bikinis or like yeah. just wild shit, like SS tattoos on dudes' foreheads yeah, and shit, yeah. you know? Uh, uh, but that's like, wild. you know, New Orleans is like, I mean, I, Louisiana is, I love it. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities. Yeah. You know, it's no, a, it was but great. My Everything besides that. It's going to be different than yours, you right, know? Right, for sure. As a white man walking yeah. through, yeah, they're going to treat but you. But New Orleans has a very large black population too. Absolutely. Rich, like, culture and. and, and 100%. But it doesn't mean that shit ain't going to But it's got happen, that dude. old school yeah. white too, though. I mean, so. it's still the South. And anywhere, even yeah. you could be in the Northeast and that shit can happen 100%, too. 100%. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it happens every day. Yeah, man. Every day. It's like I've been in so many different places in the country where, like, the energies and the vibe of the people is, like, so. Different. It's different, yeah. And then the even Midwest in other countries you go yeah. sometimes, you know, it's... Yeah, you know. I mean... Usually in other countries, I've actually had all pretty pleasant experiences. Same. At least working-wise, professional-wise, like in the streets. I almost got in a, a fight in London in the streets. Over uh, being American? No, no, I think it was just this dude was... I, I like, the show was over. We were at Wembley, but, I, you know, no, the show was still going on, but my gig was done. So I just stepped mm -hmm. out. I went to a pub, got some food. I had my radio on me and shit like that. Right. And some dude, I was walking by. I think he maybe thought it was a cop because my radio went off. Then mm -hmm. he asked me a question, and I don't even really remember what he said. I was, like, just ignoring him. I'm like, nah, man, not nah, fam, I got you. Mm -hmm. Then he kept, like, saying some shit. I was like, what? And then I didn't really understand what he was saying, you know? Right. And, Speaking uh, some Cockney slang or You know, something. Like and like, So I didn't get the slang, so I'm like, is he insulting me? Or am I overreacting? Or is he just whatever? Right. So I was like, I really need to get back to the venue anyway. Like I'm fucking. London can be tough. Yeah. Though. And so I just was like, I said something like, just like, nah, man, f like fuck off or whatever. So then he starts walking, and he's like saying some shit behind me. So I turn around, and he's still far away. But I'm like, what the fuck? You're like, we just get into a verbal altercation, right? And then it just fizzles out. You just know, whatever. Miscommunication altercation. Yeah, that's but all. like that was my only overseas thing on tour. Like I've been in some other shit overseas, not on tour, mm -hmm. but 
usually like especially in like the, the realm of the going to the venues and shit I've always it's right. been chill better than like in America I've had plenty of not great experiences uh-huh. I yeah, whether at venues or whatever you know not too many just on tour everything's pretty, pretty chill everybody's pretty You're good a chill ass dude bro. I'm a chill dude I keep You're it light mellow, you know man. I don't want no drama with SB nobody on DJ's it like, I can't taint the passport you know what I mean I can't even have any fucking no, you can't, charges bro. And nah like, bro nah you all. know spe- Yo, it'll getting, fuck up the flight getting status. arrested overseas is like one of my That's worst it. fucking career ender and just like depending on where you're getting arrested the conditions of your confinement can yeah. be less than pleasurable for sure if they see the passport American oh, depends I mean, on what yeah. fucking president's also, doing what the con- fuck what right now crazy laws yeah you know, like. sure and then that, there goes your career you're never going shit, they're not dude. hiring you I mean, you get busted for certain trouble. shit in a certain country you might be there for a long time that too, too yeah fuck, international dude. borders and you know, customs yep. fucking with customs and all customs that shit. man going through customs yo man. that's hectic that's no joke, man. Says, most they stressful shit they don't fuck around they'll ask you every dude, question take you off your whole bus, history take, bring you out of the into the room in the airport yo get that random search on yeah all that ask you why you got arrested when you were 17 Yo, yeah, and shit. Dude, Canada like, loves that. What happened in 1995? Like, Canada what? loves to what ask those mean? old questions. Yeah. <laughs> like not even your Canada will They already know about, the answer. They see yeah. what happened. And not just, even about convictions. It's they'll even ask you about arrests. And yeah. shit. They'll ask you have you been arrested, which usually it's have you ever been convicted is the question you should be asked. Right. You can get arrested and found innocent. Right. But they trick you on that arrest they'll thing. They'll see it all. And they can turn you away for just an arrest. Yeah, they not just want to see if you're lying or not. Yeah. Like man. if you lie and then they already know the answer, then they'll fucking Turn yeah, your yo, ass like, around. yeah. When you're dealing with international shit and they have the access to your entire fucking history, don't try to like get one All over. It, yeah. It's not like some officer that just pulled you over randomly and hasn't run your shit, dude. Right. These are international customs, customs agents. Got they got your all shit. your, your shit. Your whole bro. history you think is you're right smart, there. You ain't smart, dude. <laughs> they got they it. How smart you? You think, oh, these are some dumb Canadian police. Yeah. They don't. Nah, that dumb nah. Canadian police is smart as shit, and they he just knows ran your shit. your whole shit. And now he's gonna send your ass back yeah. over the border in America, and you ain't coming to if work. If you lie. Yeah, if you if Even you have if, some Niner shit, yeah. then you can admit or to it. Or if you pay for that, like yeah, if there's it's over, it's thing, done yeah. and shit. Case closed, then no. fine, but just admit that shit. Yeah. If not, if they if they catch you lying, just send your ass back over the border, yeah, and you're gonna, your girl, dude, you're gonna miss fine. out on your money if you're going over there for work. Yep. So and dude, you're gonna miss out on that poutine, man. Yes. How are you gonna get what, dude? When you're hungover, what's better than poutine, man? Yo, go to Montreal and experience Montreal. that shit. If some you ladies, some poutine, and some. Mm-hmm. Poutine, dude. Poutine! All right, y'all. This episode of the Damaged Goods Podcast was brought to you by Elite Botanicals. Elite Botanicals is originally the CBD division of Elite Cannabis. If you guys have heard me talk about them, you know this is my favorite CBD product out there. The only one that truly works. I swear by it. That's why I'm endorsing them, not for any other reason. And now they're back with their new line for your little pets, Whole Pet CBD. They are one of the first companies farming high CBD cannabis under industrial hemp rigs. They've been working with CBD since 2013 with one of the first licensees in Colorado. Also, they've been working with Colorado State University since 2016 on their canine research study with CBD. So they know what they're doing. Their focus is providing farm-to-table product that uses the best ingredients possible, ultra-refined, distilled full-spectrum CBD oil at high potency for reasonable pricing. That's the problem. Most of these other guys are overpriced for their non-working stuff. This allows for effective dosing and a 30-day-plus supply per unit. For the pets, they've got drops that go on their food or in their mouth. they got chicken and salmon-flavored ones. They've got soft gel capsules. they got a gravy powder. You just sprinkle that over their food or put a couple of water in there, and it makes a nice little gravy mix chocked full of CBD, glucosamine, and omegas for their joints. They've got nose and toes balm for cracked noses and paws, and they got some all-natural treats on the way. All this is available at wholepetcbd.com. Elite Cannabis, Elite Botanicals, and now Whole Pet CBD, all from Elite. Go check it out. And now for an additional discount, use the promo code DAMAGEDGOODS. That's D-A-M-A-G-E-D-G-O-O-D-S. Damaged Goods to get an additional percentage off.